Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. Sophie, hi, and welcome to the NDA PMU podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So, first of all, before we talk about the subject of today, uh, who are you? Where do you work? What do you do there? And uh, I guess what do you do before you were in your current role? Yeah, so like you just said, I'm Sophie Anthony. I work at Azerian UK and I work within the sales team here, selling in digital creative solutions to uh, our clients who are the, well, we do a lot with Client Direct, but also the UK media agencies as well. Fantastic. So the title of today's podcast uh, is Making Digital Creative Great Again, which begs the question, obviously, does that mean digital digital creative isn't great at the moment? I think, obviously, you know, it's quite a punchy title um, and it is quite provocative, but I think generally uh, a lot of digital, digital creatives do all look the same and they do all look quite dull, if we're being completely honest. Um, a lot of them look kind of templated, um, very similar, and I think it does leave a lot to be desired um, for our industry. And I think there's a lot more that we can be doing to make digital creative a lot more dazzling and just uh, pack a bit more of a punch, really. So why do you think this has happened? What's led to this, this yeah. poor state? I think, well, I mean, there's a multitude of reasons. Um, but for me, the answer is kind of threefold. Uh, the first reason for me is that I think we've become really over-reliant on digital technologies and how we activate and deliver a campaign. Um, you know, the rise of programmatic over the last decade has been, you know, hugely documented. And even John John Hegarty of BBH has even famously said that um, our over-reliance on technology in this way has led to a creative deficit. Um, I know that like Mark Reed of WPP has said that Adlan puts way too much emphasis on targeting the right consumers and not enough about the message. So for me, that's a huge bit is part of it is kind of our over-reliance on tech. The second reason is I think we've become a bit obsessed with short-termism and how we measure a campaign um, has become all about those spreadsheet KPIs, hitting a certain ROI, a certain CTR, and we've kind of forgotten about what the end user is seeing and the creative we're, we're producing for them. And thirdly, I think that agencies are really understaffed. Um, they're really time poor. Deadlines are quicker than ever before. And so a lot of the same creative tends to be rolled out again and again and again on media plans because it's tried and tested. Um, but it does kind of mean we're not really experimenting with digital creativity how we should be. Love the way you talked about making digital advertising dazzling again. And dazzling is definitely something lacking often. So, how do you think the industry moves forward? How do we address these issues? Especially as you say, lots of them are sort of endemic, systemic. You know, agencies are understaffed, agencies have less resource. All these things aren't going away anytime soon. So, how can we address this, do you think? Yeah, I believe it's kind of a group, uh, you know, something we need to address as an industry. I don't think it should just be down to kind of these time poor media agencies um, who are understaffed. I think there's a lot that can be done by media owners, by creative agencies as well. I think a big thing, uh, you know, I work for Azerian, everything that we do creatively is underpinned by insight. 
So we've actually invested heavily this year in insight technology and um, pre-campaign insight tools that actually inform the creative to help supercharge it. Um, And that in turn really helps the creative agencies. Obviously, we keep saying they're time poor. Um, So a lot of that work we can do on their behalf um, and really help them yeah, supercharge their creatives. We can go away and um, ask audiences, certain target audiences, questions like what would make you engage with this ad more? Where would you want to see this ad online? Where are you spending time online? What would make you um, purchase this product? What's your barrier to entry at the moment? All of these kind of questions will then feed into um, our creative process. Um, and make it far more efficient and effective and make the creative dazzling again, um, which I think is the main thing. What do you think, be interested to hear what your thoughts, there's a sort of current train of thought that all marketing is performance marketing. And we've always had the, well, oh, historically, the sort of the tension between brand and performance. And as you talk about all these uh, new technologies that are, I guess, not so new anymore, sort of like programmatic, et cetera, blunting creativity, what do you think about the, the difference between brand and performance nowadays? I mean, should all marketing be, be performance? Absolutely, yeah. In my opinion, I think the, uh, you know, the gap, you know, that purchase funnel, you know, that we've, we've all come to know, we've seen all the diagrams of in the trade press over the years. Um, I think that has, is very outdated now. I think the line between brand and performance has become really blurred. Um, and actually the gap has become a lot smaller between the two. I think... Um, at every step of the of the kind of purchase funnel, I think you, your brand needs to perform. You know, there is no performance at, at the um, at the very bottom of the of the funnel if your brand isn't standing out. You know, how would how do you expect your ad to perform if the creative looks really bad? Um, ultimately, like. Consumers are exposed to up to 10,000 ads every single day. Um, So there's no wonder they're experiencing ad fatigue online. So I really think that we need to be, um, yeah, thinking about how a brand performs at the top of the funnel as well as the bottom of the funnel as well. When we're talking about digital creativity, I've always had this conversation with people over the years that uh, where is the Guinness ad on digital? You know, these iconic TV ads that everyone knows. And if you ask, Anyone in the industry, what's your favourite digital ad? Often it takes a bit of time to think of it. You know, so how do you think we can, you want to get back the, the dazzle, I love that phrase, uh, in, into digital creative. How can we get to a stage where digital creativity, digital ads, digital campaigns are seen or remembered the same way as those iconic TV ads, do you think? I think it is definitely tough. Obviously, we had the Coalition for Better Ads come into play about three or four years ago now. And that has definitely, like the companies that I've worked for in the last kind of five, six years, uh, have definitely taken a hit in terms of creative, you know, the capabilities um, of creative. Um, You know, we used to to be able to produce all singing, all dancing, you know, these pop-up ads. Yes, they were intrusive to the ad, uh, to the end user, but clients and agencies did love them. Advertisers loved them. Um, And I think we'll never quite get back to that era. Obviously, um, we're in a different time time frame now. But I definitely think with using insights and just more personalization online um, and making creative messaging as bespoke and meaningful to an end user is is the main thing here. And um, we know that just from um, doing kind of research to coincide 
um, with campaigns that we do at Azerian, we know that using insights in this way to help inform the creative helps increase attention by um, up to 400 percent. Um, and actually, we could, we've increased recall by eight and a half percent as well. So um, I just think making ads more meaningful, more relevant to the target audience um, and asking users what they actually want to see from an ad, including functionality. You know, what fun aspects of an ad do they want to see an ad selector? Do they want to see animation? Do they want to see scrolling features like, or a game, a game within an ad? Like it's asking users ahead of time. What is it you want to see from this brand, from this ad, and then creating something that's really relevant and really memorable for that end user? What have you been most surprised about when you've been asking users what they want to see? You know, in games and ads, scrolling, all these different functionalities. You must have come across something that really sort of surprised you, took you back in terms of what consumers actually want. Yeah, I think um, we make a lot of assumptions in advertising, and I think historically. Um, we've been guilty a little bit, especially as a media owner, of kind of selling in a solution and kind of assuming that, you know, just because someone, I don't know, we're running a campaign for Disney, that we have to make the campaign gamified and we have to create, you know, an all singing, all dancing ad that will engage a family with children. But actually, when we've gone away and asked those audiences, you know, parents with young kids, what is it you want to see from an ad? It isn't, you know, we were really surprised that it wasn't that. They don't want to see all this, like, you know, gamified, um, crazy elements. They actually need uh, more information around, like, the safety, uh, you know, the brand safety of Disney Plus, for example. Um, they need more educational messaging, uh, which so there's always kind of surprises like that that we find from the insights um, that will, yeah, it kind of makes us feel a bit silly for how we used to produce ads, just kind of um, very, you know, making assumptions around audiences, basically. Yeah, you're true. The amount of data now available to you to make decisions is quite incredible compared to the old days. But let's talk about different uh, medium, different platforms. So obviously nowadays, uh, brands want to talk to consumers kind of seamlessly across every platform from online to mobile to out of home to ctv to on 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 so what do you think are the differences the challenges perhaps of getting this dazzle back to digital creativity across multiple platforms especially if you want to run seamless campaigns as most brands do yeah like i said before i think we're quite limited in terms of our framework obviously there's only so many uh kind of um you know, ad spaces online that we can advertise in. Um, it's not kind of like out of home where, you know, the opportunities are kind of endless or experiential. Um, but I think what we can do is use digital creativity to kind of supercharge and boost um, a wider ad campaign and obviously to reach more people. Um, I think that's the main thing and to reach people in unexpected ways as well. Um, so again, using these insight tools, not only to inform creative, but um to think about where audiences are online where they're most receptive to advertising online um obviously using that data in clever ways we we have a product tv accelerator so we can look at light tv viewers people who might not have seen your tv ad but who are spending time online um so yeah i think it's just using kind of the data that we do have at our fingertips in clever ways to help boost digital creative and digital advertising rather than hinder it in the way that we have been. 
I'll talk a bit about clients for a second. I love the way that you talked about, you know, working for, for Disney and you assumed that the audience once had a certain way and actually they didn't. So in terms of digital creativity and, you know, your your call to increase the creative bar, as it were, what are you seeing from clients? What demands from clients are you seeing? I mean, again, do they really care that much as long as they're seeing the results? I think it depends on the teams that we're speaking to. I think you know we keep talking about these poor time poor agency people but I think it's the uh you know the activation teams who need to just get stuff out in a hurry I think they're the ones who want to activate campaigns it doesn't really matter what the creative looks like they just need to get something live and it needs to hit a one percent CTR and that's that and it needs to be viewable but I think when we speak to the strategy teams um client teams you know business directors those kind of things that actually work on the clients themselves and work on kind of more of an annual strategy for a client. I think it's those guys that um, are kind of, they do care and they want to keep pushing the boundaries and pushing the, uh, the boat out. You know, we still even now get requests for media firsts um, all the time, actually from those kind of teams. And they are wanting, you know, they're the ones with the test and learn budgets. They're the ones who want to experiment and, um, yeah, continue to kind of looking at roadmaps um, and what there is to test for um, future years as well. Fantastic. Well, looks like we're almost out of time, but it's Christmas. So you've got one Christmas wish. What's your one Christmas wish? And that can that's for the whole industry. What do you want to see if you had, you know, your own personal Santa Claus coming to you? What you, if yeah. you should get Oh, that would be very nice, wouldn't it? Uh, I think for me, it would be to for us to kind of just think a little bit more outside the box when it comes to creativity and thinking more about the end user on the receiving end of an ad. I think we could definitely move to idea in an ideal world it would be amazing if we could just get rid of these spreadsheet kpis altogether as a form of measurement and we could maybe be asking uh, end users what they think of an ad and how it's made uh, a brand perform better or improve brand perceptions uh, so i think for me yeah moving away from those kind of nitty-gritty spreadsheet kpis uh, and that will allow us to be far more creative in in our output well, that is a superb Christmas wish. I hope you get it. So thank you so much for spending time for, with us today. That was a great, great talk. Thank and, you. And thank you very much for listening. And happy Christmas to you all.